0: Welcome to Bible Insights with Wayne Conrad. The entrance of your words gives light. It imparts understanding to the simple. So says the psalmist. I want to talk about furniture today. The furniture speaks. Maybe I should say the lack of furniture speaks. You see, under the Old Covenant, we read about it in Exodus, for instance, God was very careful to have special furniture made and placed in particular locations inside the tabernacle. Now, there was a theology in the placement of the furniture because it gave a story of the relationship of the Hebrews to their God or of God to the people that he had chosen from Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. And although we do not have such instruction in the New Covenant, nevertheless, as God's people who gather together for worship. We should pay careful attention to the way in which we uh, construct the furniture or the items that we use in the worship of God and the placement of them before the people of God. Now, I'm not actually arguing that we need to return uh, to furniture of the Old Covenant because the Old Covenant has passed and the New Covenant is here. And yet when we look at our heritage as Christians, going all the way back to the apostolic era and especially to the time of the Reformation, there's something to be said about furniture, that is the items that are used in the worship of God that speak of the theology behind The worship that we offer to God. Let's think about that for a little bit. The placement of the first items in the Old Covenant conveyed a message. We can find a message about what's going on, it's a message of relationship between God and the people, for instance. If we look at the Old Covenant and the tabernacle, inside the holy place, there are three items of furniture. And so we read about them in Exodus uh, 26 and also in Exodus chapter 40. Briefly, here's what the statements are. Moses placed the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the curtain, and sent out the bread on it before the Lord as the Lord commanded him. Now that's 12 loaves of bread. They had to be baked every Sabbath and placed on the table in front of the Lord. And you see, the tabernacle has two compartments. There's the holy place, which has three pieces of furniture, and the holy of holies, which has the Ark of the Covenant. We're not going in there today. We're just looking at the holy place, where the priest comes and ministers daily on behalf of the people. There's the table of showbread, twelve loaves representing the twelve tribes of Israel. Well, what could that mean? Well, it means that this is God's people, the wholeness of God's people that are before him. And the fact that there's bread used indicates that God is the one who sustains their lives. I'm sure this recalls what happened in the Exodus when God gave them manna from heaven. This is to recall the history of the redemption and what happened as they traveled along. But God remains the bread of life for his people. Now, this is true even in the New Testament, for Jesus himself is the bread of God that came down from heaven. And we celebrate this, not only celebrate this, but we receive it by faith in our hearts with thanksgiving when we partake of the Lord's table, when we eat of the bread, okay? Secondly, Moses placed the table in the tent of meeting on the north side of the tabernacle, outside the curtain, and he set out the bread on it before the Lord as the Lord commanded him. Verse 22, he placed the lampstand in the tent of meeting opposite the table on the south side of the tabernacle and set up the lamps before the Lord as the Lord commanded him. Now, this is seven-branch lampstand, and it has engraven on it almond blossoms. Now, what can that recall? Well, It should recall the Garden of Eden. It should recall the tree of life. Here is the light. God himself is the light. Here is the tree of life. And now there's seven branch candlesticks, and these candles burn continuously before the Lord. Obviously, for practical reasons, they're giving light in the holy place for the priest to minister. But they also always carry a symbolic meaning, a theological meaning, okay? Moses placed the gold altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain. This is the curtain that shields the Holy of Holies. This is a a small altar. It's an altar on which they burn incense morning and evening before the Lord. They're burning fragrant incense on it as the Lord Commanded him that incense fills the holy place and the holy of holies with this smoke and with this incense, this beautiful or uh, wonderful smell. Moses placed the golden altar in the tent of meeting in front of the curtain and burned fragrant incense on it as the Lord commanded him. He sets the bread of the presence on the table before me regularly. Exodus 25 30. Now that's the three pieces of furniture. That's a brief description of them and what they're used for. Well, what does it mean? Well, it means that the priest who represents the people is in the presence of God, representing the people before the presence of God and presenting their prayers and their praises before God. So the furniture speaks. It speaks theology. It speaks truth about God and about the relationship of God and his people. Now, we read in the New Testament, in the book of Hebrews, for a tent was prepared, the first section in which were the lampstand and the table and the bread of the presence. It is called the holy place. There is a table of showbread. Upon it, with your place, loaves of bread each Sabbath day. Those 12 loaves represent the 12 tribes of Israel, so they represent the whole community, the whole covenant community that's before God and in relationship with him. On the opposite side of the wall is a candle, the seven-branched candle, which represents the very presence of God in the midst of his people. And on the back wall was the veil, the hides of holy of holies from view. And here's the altar of incense among which the burning incense is offered every day. It's an act of worship to God and a presentation of the prayers of the people of God. So as the priest comes in that ministered daily, he ministers in this particular location with this meaning. He's acting on behalf of the people representing before God their petitions. Now, the new covenant, we do not have such a structure because Christ himself is the temple of God. And we are related to him by means of the Holy Spirit. But we do gather in assemblies Before our holy God. And if we do so, we involve ourselves in various acts of worship that involve such things as the Bible, the scriptures, and involve such things as the presentation of prayers and singing before the Lord and preaching or teaching of God's word to the people. In other words, when we gather as Christian believers in the new covenant, we're together before the holy presence of God. And in the midst of the assembly, is to be the word of God. And this should surely be symbolized by something such as the open scripture. You know, the reason why when the Reformation came, there was a the movement of the furniture, the movement of the furniture. Because in the medieval Catholic Church, there had been a lot of furniture, a lot of things that had been constructed, and a lot of activities that were being done. But the Reformers went back to the simplicity. You have the sacred desk. That is what we might call a, a pulpit, a, a, a podium. But it's a podium that's built, a podium that might be Reflect beauty, uh, a podium that might have in it its, uh, a scripture or the Bible itself in some kind of image, and there is the desk on which the open Bible is placed. And behind that desk stands the minister of God, who is to proclaim the Word of God. He is to expound that Word, and before that simple desk is a little small table that sits in front. And it says, do this in remembrance of me. It's the communion table. And upon that table is placed the bread and the cup that will hold the wine or the juice for the Lord's table. Now, I don't believe we should be putting flowers on it. This is not a funeral service. But we should be putting maybe an open Bible or else the emblems of the Lord's Supper. That is the, the bread plate and the cup. These simple furnishings speak volumes of truth to God's people. What they tell us is that the ministry of the word of God comes to the people in these two forms. God's word expounded from the scriptures that's inspired by the Holy Spirit and God's word that comes to us in the visible symbol of the Lord's Supper that we partake of by faith in our hearts with thanksgiving and feed upon Christ who is our life. Surely we should have something in our assemblies that symbolize the activity of what we are doing. But instead, we have replaced these things with a stage. What we see when we come into so many churches today is an open stage upon which we are found our various musical instruments, and when the service starts, the musicians come forward and take up their instruments. There is no symbol of the proclamation of the word of God or of the Lord's table. The only symbol is the symbol of people playing music before God. Now, I have nothing wrong with playing music before God. We should. We need to worship God with song. We need to worship God with the instruments. But we need to worship God with a proclaimed word. And we need to have symbols in front of us that help us focus upon God, not upon people. Now, I know this is a personal opinion, but I believe it is grounded in the principles of God's word that we find even in the Old Testament, in the tabernacle, in the temple, in the worship of old. And we find historical precedent for it in the early churches and also at the Reformation period. I believe it's important that our furniture, that is the items that we use in worship, convey a biblical message and that message should center around the Word of God. It's not the most appropriate, though there's nothing wrong with it, but it's not the most appropriate that the the pastor is simply a master of ceremonies or an encouragement speaker who just is one of us speaking to us. He is the mouthpiece of God when he proclaims the Word of God. I'm afraid, dear friends, That too often, we focus on formal informality in the worship of God. And we miss something of the reverence. We miss something of the awe. We miss something of the presence of God present even in the symbols that we use in the worship of God. Ah, a Bible insight? You can take it. You can leave it. But I believe it speaks of a principle, and I believe that principle is important and can help us spiritually focus in our worship of God. This has been Wayne Conrad with Bible Insights.